0: Okay, let's begin now, because it only makes sense.
1: And welcome to Frankie Sense and More. I am your host, Frankie Picasso, and I am so happy that you have joined us today. If you're a regular, then you'll notice that today's show will feel a little different. There's no co-host riding shotgun with me, and there's actually no other guest except for one. Yes, one very well-known psychic her name is Mickey. She's also the author of the number one psychic question and answer column in North America, Ask Mickey, a regular daily feature in 24-hour newspapers across the country, syndicated by the Toronto Sun Media. We are going to meet her in just a moment. You know, maybe the universe was telling me she's just one big personality and there's only room for one Mickey in the room. I don't know. But as you know, our show is always aligned with the United Nations global goals, and today's is- Global Goal number 11 Sustainable cities and communities. And I have a little story for you. And if you don't know about the Global Goals, go to www.globalgoals.org. Anyway, so this is a really cute, feel good story, and I think it's really sweet. Although it's, you know, I said this is about sustainable communities, it's about a community who wants to make one of their residents sustainable for years to come. A man who has clapped and waved to drivers for a half a century may soon be getting his own statue if his neighbors get their own way. His name is Bernard Murray, and he lives in Chicopee, Massachusetts, and people call him Bunny. And Bunny has been waving to people in his neighborhood since the 1960s. The neighbors want to erect a statue of Bunny to make sure he continues to wave for decades to come. They've even created an online petition with 4,830 signatures to make a bunny statue waving forever, and it will be delivered. This, this petition is going to be delivered to city leaders as soon as they get 5,000 people to sign online. And you know, people in the community just think it's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, they think that he's a real pillar of Chicopee, and they can't wait to get the statue of him. And I think that's really sweet. I, I just. Love that story. I mean, you know, he's really made a difference to people in the community. Well, I mentioned that a moment ago that North America's number one celebrity psychic, Mickey, is joining me. Your host, Frankie Picasso, on Frankie Sense and More today. And we will be taking callers for readings throughout the show. And maybe you'll be one of the lucky ones. And I just need to send out a shout-out to my son, Anthony, who is 30 years old today. Happy birthday, Anthony. Yes, it's kind of my birthday, too, because I gave birth today. Anyway, Mickey is a fourth-generation psychic who has been using her gift for more than three decades. She's followed in the footsteps of her ancestors, working as a psychic and a medium since she was 12 years old. She balances her clairvoyant abilities with emotional healing experiences, and and her professionalism and accuracy is tempered with gentleness, caring, and respect. Now, she's been featured on shows that you may not know if you're listening from overseas, but it includes some very big markets here. City TV, The Life Network, Breakfast TV, CBC, CTV. She's been on Q107 Radio, The Edge 102, CBC Radio, many, many featured in many, many places. Welcome, Mickey. Hi, Frankie. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. I really am. You no, know, it's gonna be good, I'm sure. I think so. I think so. You know, people tend to think of us as as one thing, oh Mickey's the psychic and Frankie's the radio host. But we're actually, you know, we're people too. And you and I were talking the other day about your own experiences and you and you had, you know, a pretty horrific accident that, you know, really could have changed your life and kind of did change your life in a way. Let's do you wanna talk about your accident a little bit? Because I, I think it's important. Sure. I mean, I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. Okay. Well, you were um, going to a show, I think, or a reading, and a friend of yours was was driving the car? Yeah, that's correct. I
2: was actually, I had been doing a a psychic fair all day, Mm -hmm. and we were heading back to the hotel after this show was over for the day, and my friend was
1: driving the car. And a driver hit your car? Yeah,
2: and actually the unfortunate part of the accident, the most unfortunate part of the accident, not only did I get seriously injured, but it also cost me a friendship um, of many, many, many years because my friend actually, who was the driver, because it was her vehicle that night that we had taken back to the hotel, she actually made an improper left turn when a driver was coming on highway oh, 7. Yeah. Which is out, way outside Toronto in a small area called uh, Stratford. Okay. In St. Marys, Ontario. And uh the driver came right into my passenger door and basically knocked me right over the back seat out onto the trunk via the back window.
1: Wow. Yeah, so, you know, you said that you and you know, accidents. So many of them are left-handed turns. I can't believe how many are left-handed turns.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I like, really didn't realize that until it happened to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, once
2: it happens, then you start realizing, oh wow, look at all the accidents. Yeah, happen. why does this always turn. happen when somebody turns <laughs> left, right? And, yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know what it is, but it's so true. I was very lucky to survive that accident um, because it. You know, I had seven fractures in my skull, two breaks in my jaw six broken ribs, a cracked shoulder, a cracked hip, and lots of internal bleeding
3: to go with all these
2: parts. Right. So, you know, it. Um, as you talk about we are only people and how things affect us, uh, you know, my living and my life is based on my brain and the ability to talk and predict.
1: Correct. And you, you described to me that it felt like your brain was like jelly and, and not like rattling around
2: kind of. Yeah, it was really um what had happened is your brain sits in sort of a placenta which kind of sticks it to your skull. Else everybody would feel their brain moving around and I detached part of that little outside sack that holds it all together. And uh every time I walked for months after that I felt like jello was shaking my head. And it was a really terrifying experience because sure. not only had I lost my short term memory, thank God I didn't become like completely you know, full-blown amnesia, but short-term was hard because if I stopped talking to you right now, I would totally forget what we just said in the last 30 seconds or the last two minutes and go, what were we talking about? And, you know, it it was kind of scary having your head shaking, like, you know, the muscles inside your head and your brain and, and... Shaking like jello because every time I walked, I was afraid that I was going to make my brain bleed again and become like a complete vegetable. So it was really, really debilitating.
1: So you lost your friendship because you had to sue? I had to sue my friend. Yeah. Who actually asked me to
2: lie and say the other driver was like at fault.
1: Oh, wow. Not good
2: karma. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Didn't we have enough bad karma this day? Yeah. And yeah. he basically walked away without a scratch. I mean, she didn't even need a band aid.
1: Wow! <laughs>
2: and wow. you know, she put me on an airlift back to Toronto in three months of hospitalization, and then came in and said, "Now that you're feeling better, can you yeah. like lie and say this guy hit this so my insurance doesn't
1: go up?" How ridiculous!
2: Yeah, so it was pretty bad karma all the way around the board, and yeah. you know a lot of. Since we're on the topic of karma, you know, just to sort of jut a really good lesson in there for anybody who's listening, stuff always does come back.
4: Mm hmm.
2: And it really did come back to her, and I say this with no malice, but you know, about five or six years after this accident happened and she stopped being my friend and refused to talk to me and thought I was a horrible human being for telling the truth Right, and not punishing an innocent person who also got hurt. Everyone got hurt, like the driver and his wife in the other car. They got uh-huh. hurt. Everybody got hurt but her.
1: Yeah, Where And
2: I, I thought, like, I cannot do this to this person who basically hit their brakes as hard as they could to try not to kill me. Right. And maybe just that little extra inch of brakes that he put down that day is what saved me. And her husband, five years later, had a heart attack, and two years later had another one after that, and
1: died. Oh, my gosh. Well wow. so, You know,
2: it's like, who
1: knows? Yeah, you don't know, but, yeah, that would have been horrible if you had lied. It really would have.
2: Yeah, and she was pretty harmful towards all the people that she injured by the time we got to court. So, and I kept saying to her, you know what? Karma will pay you for this. Why don't you just do the right thing?
1: Right. And yeah.
2: Obviously, it did pay her, and I hate to think of it as that because, you know, her husband was a nice man.
1: Yeah, and it's too bad it happened to him and not her.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes karma teaches you a lesson in a different way, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So so how how long did it take for you to to feel like your head was kind of normal? About... 18, 19
2: months later, I started going back to work part-time because uh, although I could, you know, be totally cognizant of what I was doing and stuff, it was the forgetfulness of the short-term things, like... If I was reading somebody at my table, I would be like, if I stopped or they said, hey, can I ask a question? And Mm -hmm. I said, sure, everything that I had said to them in the last 15 minutes disappeared. And it doesn't really look good (laughs) when you're sitting across the table asking asking the customer. What did
1: I just tell you? (laughs) What were we talking (laughs) about?
2: It really makes you look like you're not paying attention.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: But I do thank God that I made a very full recovery after those 18 months were up. And it took a lot of, you know, sort of what they call memory therapy that they do in hospitals for people who are brain injured and whatever. And here I am today on top of my game,
1: (laughs) rocking and rolling and talking to you. (laughs) You know, it's interesting, though, because, I, you know, we both talked that we were both in accidents, major accidents. And and while I don't think I hit my head, um, my short-term memory was affected. And maybe it's, you know, just the shock or the PTSD or whatever, um, oh, but yeah, but but I couldn't read a book for a really long time. And you know, that's all I do is read. I mean, I read. I have authors. I have whatever. But I could. It, it took me um, a long time to read like a paragraph, and I have to read it over and I have to read it over because I couldn't remember or retain what I had just read. So and that took about a year until that kind of settled down. So it's interesting how how you know, it affects us. And especially for you, wh- whose business it is to, you know, to give a reading to somebody and kind of be on point and remember what it is you're trying to do and say oh, yeah. to them. Uh, not to be able to rem- remember your train of thought is very disconcerting. Well, we're going oh, to go to a break. And in just a moment, we're going to go to a break. And when we get back, uh, we are going to continue to talk with Mickey. We're going to take some phone calls. She can do a couple of readings and we'll see how things go from there. <laughs> so I'll you're not care. going to want to go anywhere because we are going to come right back. And Karina, if you, if you have a phone number there that folks can call, if you do, just put it in here and we'll we'll say it after. That'd be great. Anyway, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back with Mickey and I'm
5: Frankie. Goodbye. No,
0: <laughs> we're just getting warmed up. Frankie, Sense, and more will be right back after we pay the bills.
5: Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything.
6: Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a Bachelor in Nursing and Masters of Business Administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul Radio Show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul Radio Show. Radio Show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
1: It's Frankie Picasso, your host. I'm here with Mickey, the number one psychic in North America. If you want to call her, our number is 903-787-5887. Again, 903-787-5887. 87. And Mickey has asked that you call when you call, have a specific question. She cannot answer, you know, what's in my future? Who do you see? You know, be very specific um, about what it is that you want to know. And we are going to try to get to as many people as we possibly can. So we're back with Mickey. Mickey, you are a fourth generation psychic. That's pretty phenomenal. Now, has that come down the feminine line?
2: Uh, it comes down the feminine line predominantly, and but there's also a male line to it as well. There are a couple of men that have been readers in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really 10 generations of us. When we say four generations professional, like we can't predate back past my great-grandmother on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people who actually took money for service. Right. Right. So, you know, before that, they were probably swapping chickens. Who knows? You know, oh, you got a goat? I'll give you a reading.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah. But when we say Four Generations Professional, I mean my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, myself, and their children, you know, certain select children that of theirs have all been readers. And uh, so, and we have all made a living, you know, and that's a, through financial remuneration doing
1: readings. The first time that you that you figured out you could do this. How old How old were you? Six. And what happened? What was that experience?
2: Uh, well, my grandmother actually, um, you know, I, I don't have any sisters. I have, you know, a brother. So mm-hmm. my grandmother actually uh, was, like, um, watching us. You know, her and my mother used to work together. So when my mother had a client, my grandmother would have us. And I was the youngest sibling, so my brother was already in, like, kindergarten, grade one, and I was still at home you know, being watched by my grandmother or my mother, whoever was free from seeing sure. a customer at that time. And I remember sitting in my mom's kitchen with her, and I always used to talk to her about being in castles and stuff and around medieval nights and things like that. And I'd say, I don't know why I think of these things, Grandma. I was only six years old, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, that's because you're reliving your past life. <laughs> oh. Another lifetime, sweetheart. That's another lifetime. And... Then one day, you know, we were doing our whole little grandma-granddaughter ritual thing where, you know, my mom was busy with a client because they used to have an office in the house. The downstairs was like this beautiful finished suite in the house where they, you know, had clients come in and so forth. And, you know, I said to her, I came running out of the bedroom. that house, I'll never forget. It It was on the back, if you were going down the hall, on the right-hand side. And I was like, I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost. I saw somebody. I saw somebody. It's a ghost. And my grandmother just said, sit down, calm down, relax, you know, because I was like, you know, frantic six-year-old kid going on seven. And she said to me, well, you know what, sweetheart, you don't get scared when you see a ghost because everybody in this family talks to ghosts. That's why they come to visit us. And I was like, no, <laughs> are you crazy? The woman's crazy. Lock her up. Take her away. <laughs> you know? and, and so your like, first no, ghost? I don't talk to ghosts. And she said, well, honey, ghosts will come here all the time because of who we are. And when you see a ghost, you go up to it and you ask it what it wants, because that's just what we do around here.
1: <laughs> you know what's really funny? I was driving to an appointment this morning, and somebody that I knew who had passed on Came to me, and and somebody else came, and I'm like, "Hang on, guys, why are you guys all showing up today?" You know, I'm talking to Mickey. <laughs> hey, it happens, you know. It's I like, know. It's like, give us a turn. We want a turn.
2: <laughs> well, you know, and what? It's funny, you know. The the next really paranormal experience I had when is when I was about eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, and it wasn't so good. Oh wow! And uh, you know, because then it just like. Kept coming like between six and eight but not like crazy out of control um when it really hit hardcore was when i was around i can say 10 okay. and but i mean the eight-year-old experience was pretty bad because my mother and father had a couple of houses that they rented out in toronto just small little bungalows and she was cleaning up the house my mother after um you know Somebody had left. One of the tenants had moved out, and they were very strange people. I, I, I can recall them when I talk about them. And there was, like, one of these antique dressers with the, you know, big round mirror mm-hmm. sitting in it, you know, like a vanity oh, yeah, dresser. Oh, yeah, 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 And I it exactly was right up against about. the wall, and my mom was sleeping the floor, and all of a sudden you could hear, like, somebody was walking on a floor that was creaky and dry. Yeah. And I was on the floor with two Barbies in my hand and a little sun dress. It was summertime. And, you know, that's hardwood floor, right? Yep. This is like in
4: the
2: 60s. This is like Broadroom isn't much of anywhere
4: Yeah.
2: at that point. And, uh, you know, my mother grabbed me by the back of my dress, pulled my butt right across this floor, you know, because I couldn't get up fast enough. She's like, get up, and I didn't get up, and she grabbed me, and I'm like wondering why my mother's yanking me, scraping my butt on the hardwood floor, you know, in my little, you know, cotton 60s mini dress. <laughs> And the whole mirror comes flying right across the room.
1: Wow.
2: Like somebody hit it from behind with a mallet. This is a Holy. true story I swear from my mouth to the universe's ears. This is like for real. And the whole mirror flew. Holy. And it's like, how the hell did that happen? You know, years later when my mother and I were talking about it, it's like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. And my mother said, basically, if there's a dark spirit in the house and there's a child with paranormal power, a child
1: specifically, uh-huh.
2: it will try to get rid of that child because it sees that child as
1: a threat to get rid of them. Wow. And, we have you know, a caller. We have a caller. Do you want to take her? Sure. Absolutely. All right. We have Lise here. Okay. Hi, Lise. Hi there. Hi, how Lise. Are how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Well, this is Mickey. Do you have Hi, a Mickey. question for Mickey.
7: Um, hmm. I, I guess, um how do you know if your house is haunted?
2: That's a great question. Uh, I mean, houses, uh, there's two things that can happen in houses, okay? One of them is that you can actually have a haunting, and the other one you can have an entity. And sometimes people confuse the two. Hmm. Like, okay. haunting is... And haunting also comes in good and bad. So it's not as simple as people think, okay? And it's not like the movie Poltergeist either. So say, for example, you're hearing sounds, noises, you know, that you can't explain. Um, Maybe you're finding a light going on in the house. Or maybe you move into a house and you're having, like, things happen that just aren't right. Like, you know, you kind of move into a house and you're all happy about buying it or renting it or whatever, and then your luck changes. Like, everything's going fine until you move in that house. Mm. And you, like, get in that house and, like, somebody gets sick. And as soon as somebody gets sick, you know, two months later, the dog is sick. And there's always something breaking in that house. Like, your, your water's breaking down, your electric's breaking down, and you're kind of going, wait a second, what is this? Because it's like... This place was inspected by a building inspector before I bought it. Why is this place falling apart? And a lot of people will dismiss that kind of subtle crap as, oh, this is just a money pit and I bought a rotten house and the former owner was hiding all this stuff from me, but sometimes it's not. And you can have an energy or an entity that's left behind there that didn't leave with the previous people, you know, or somebody was really evil that lived in the house before, You know, know.
1: people can come home with you, too, right? Pardon me? Sometimes people can come home with you. Like entities can come home with you. They attach themselves to you.
2: Yeah, well, that's different from an entity. That's an attachment. Okay. So you can also bring something with you. But, like, I've done a lot of house clearings right back to when I worked with my grandmother and my mother, right? Like sometimes all three of us would have to go.
1: Oh, wow. Right?
2: It was that difficult to clean up. Right. And some houses just can't be cleaned. Like, this isn't paranormal state, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I love watching that TV show because the kids were cute. But you know <laughs> what? You can't just go around the parameter of a house, bless it with holy water, stick a few metals out there, and clear a major league haunting. Wow. But some just
7: won't go.
1: Lise, did you have a personal question that you want, you know, a um,
7: psychic question? No, no, I
1: just wanted to call in and, and, and ask that. Oh, cool. And if you're
2: thinking, like, an entity compared to a haunting... A haunting can be where you're actually seeing apparitions, where you're seeing movement of stuff. You know okay. what I mean? It's yeah. Just, you actually have to see physical stuff happening in the house or, you know, run into an apparition or what we call, you know, a, a, a dark shadow, which is like a black apparition. They're mm-hmm. dark. They're okay. just dark black silhouettes. Then you're looking at there's a haunting going on. And then what you really need to do I mean, a haunting can be somebody who moves your sugar bowl and you kind of go, okay, I'm not too worried about you. Just don't move the sugar so I can't find it. But mm-hmm. then when you're finding stuff like whatever it is is waking you up or going near, specifically children, because children are not corrupted by the belief system of there's no such thing right. as ghosts. Right. So they're more open to seeing them. When a kid comes and tells you at four years old, Mom, I saw a ghost, believe it. Don't tell them it's their imagination of a silhouette on the wall until right. you really check it out. Right. Because wow, kids okay. are not deprogrammed, right, by, you know, the norms of society. And if you have, like, bad stuff happening, though, like people are bumping into you, you feel like something is following you up the stairs and it's trying to knock you over, you'll feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. then you got a bad haunting. But no, is it okay. poltergeist where the ground opens up and the devils come out? Yeah. Mm, no, no, Hollywood.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Well, thanks so much for calling. Okay. Well, thank you. Bye. Bye. Great day.
2: Have a great day.
1: Okay. Well, thanks for that. That's pretty. That's really interesting stuff. And so, if if a child, you know, does tell you I've seen a ghost, um, then then, you know, you believe them. But what's the next step as a parent?
2: The next step is to observe. And nowadays, unlike back, you know, in the 80s and 70s, we didn't have, you know, the magic of video available to us. Mm -hmm. Like, you can set up a video camera in the room, see what happens. You know, I mean, if there's a ghost coming in your child's room and you can see the blankets moving on your child's bed and your child isn't moving. Right. There's something going on in there. But what has to be assessed is, is that a friendly thing where you see, you know, the blankets being tucked in around your three-year-old? Mm -hmm. And them not being disturbed from their sleep? Or is that like, you know, somebody's ripping the blankets off and, you know, the bed's moving around and toys are moving around? I don't like that.
1: No, that's not I wouldn't want
2: it near my baby and nobody else should want it near theirs.
1: That's right. Absolutely not. I, I, you know, I always smell my mom when she's around because she comes with cigarette smoke. We're about to go to a break, everybody. This is really fascinating and interesting conversation. We got a few callers on the line. They're going to come in right after our break. But don't go anywhere. Stick around because Mickey's going to be with me for the rest of the show. And you aren't going to want to miss what she has to say. No.
0: We're just getting warmed up. Frankie Sense, and more will be right back after we pay the bills. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
8: Research has shown that our brains shrink with age, and this shrinkage is a possible cause for absent-mindedness and dementia. Exercise is one of the best things you can do for your brain. Regular exercise produces a number of changes in the brain, both in terms of function and structure. A study by the University of Pittsburgh found that people who walk a minimum of three hours per week maintain brain size. Being physically active has direct benefit to the brain as it makes physiological changes to neurons, resulting in improved cognitive performance. So by working out every day and keeping your body fit and in shape, you are doing countless of amazing things to your mind, body, and your brain. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
0: Merging, never heard.
9: Did you hear about the hound dog that participated in a 13-mile race in Elkmont, Alabama? According to Runner's World, the two-and-a-half-year-old hound dog named Ludivine was just horb-gorbling in her backyard when she heard the runners lining up for the trackless train track half marathon in the distance. Somehow she found her way to the starting line and began sprinting alongside the other runners. According to Keith Henry, the winner of the race, Ludivine cut in front of him and the other runners several times. They had to be careful not to trip over the pooch. As it turned out, Ludovine crossed the finish line in 7th place with a time of 1 hour and 33 minutes. According to her owner, that was a pretty impressive showing for a normally scabberlatcher dog. Scabberlatcher is another word for lazy.
0: It's
9: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
1: And we're back with North America's number one psychic, Mickey. And this is your host, Frankie Picasso. You are listening to Frankie Sense and More. And coming up right now, we have another caller, David. David is here with us. He's calling from across the big pond. Hi, David.
10: Hi, how are you doing? You're okay?
1: I'm excellent. Yeah, great. It's evening there for you.
10: It is. Supper insane. time. Uh,
1: Did you have supper yet?
10: No, I don't eat till late. <laughs> not till about eight o'clock. In about, it's about an hour and a half. So, okay. Uh, all right, we'll a, meet uh, Mickey. Hello, Mickey.
2: Hi, David. How are you?
10: I'm very good. How are you doing?
2: I'm very good. You're in England?
10: I am. Is, <laughs> did you tell by my accent? <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. I'm That's my family roots, actually. Oh, really? Where about? Uh, my grandmother's born in London. Her name? surname was Bentley. Before she got married, like
10: the fine cars. I've got to say, what's... Well, okay, where about in London?
2: Um, I think it's right near Piccadilly Circus.
10: Oh, no, well, indeed, lovely.
2: Yeah, I've only been once. Uh, I mean, my grandmother came to Canada post, you know, uh, World War I and emigrated uh, here and uh, set up shop in Toronto with her three daughters. And, um, you know, I went to England once when I was 18, at 18 years old with my mom after my grandmother had passed away, and I, I would love to go back. And a really good friend of mine is moving back um, in about a month. She comes from the same town as Def Leopard.
10: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's, uh, that is um, Sheffield.
2: Sheffield, yeah. She's moving back
10: at March. Okay.
2: So I said, now I have an excuse to go, so I have a place to stay and somebody to hang out with.
10: <laughs> oh, you've got to do it.
2: Yeah, totally. I really, really, really want to go back to visit.
10: Well, you have to make it happen. Yeah. Actually, totally do you know what? I, I, I can see in the future and it will happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm going to stick with your prediction because exactly. I was thinking summer. <laughs> That's
1: funny. That's funny. Well, David, do you have a question for Mickey? Well, it was, it was
10: many years ago. This is many years ago when I was at school, and um, I was about 12, 13. And I, I had to look after this, uh, this. Do you know when you've got to look after a newie who comes into the school? Yeah, and, uh, I can never say his name. It's terrible. It's like forty-five years ago, no, <clears throat> 40 years ago. His, his name was Saidu. But the thing is, we had a. There was a elderly couple who taught at the school called Mister and Missus Cox, and it's quite bizarre how I remember that. And. um Mr. Cox, unfortunately, he was taken us. Uh, in a, he was a maths teacher, and he was taking a lesson, and he he collapsed, and he actually died,
1: right in the classroom
10: at the school. And so we, had the, I had the responsibility with this this young chap I was looking after to go and tell his uh, his wife. And it was all dramatic and everything like that. There's been quite a few, a few dramatic things in my life. But that was one of them. And a, a couple of weeks later, as we were sort of walking around the school, in the hallways and so forth, and he confirmed it as well. It's not just me saying this. It was my friend. We saw an image of Mr. Cox's ghost. And it was quite bizarre. He was wearing one of those, he had this sort of, a, the, the the candle and but the, the nightcap, it was really bizarre. It kept something out of Dickens, but it wasn't me just hallucinating because my, my friend who was with me saw, saw him as well as a ghost. Yeah, you
2: had validation. Is that what it?
10: Yeah, and validation. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I wondered if it was because that he we were in the lesson which he collapsed and passed away, and we had to tell his, his wife that be the reason why possibly he he was sort of, uh, not haunting us, but we we saw him and going around the school because he was actually at the school for many, many, many years.
2: Right. Well, that would definitely be part of it because you were directly involved in the death, like not as somebody who caused his death, but you witnessed it as it happened.
4: Yeah, Mm. that's right. And
2: you may have been, usually when you see stuff like that happen, it's because you were probably the last person who visually his eyes connected with as he was hitting the floor or whatever or going into like passing out in the classroom.
10: He probably said, now, David, th- your, 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 your results are terrible and that probably made him collapse or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I don't think you could have given them any
1: results that were that
10: bad. <laughs> no, not, they weren't that bad. That was pretty poor at maths, but they're not that Mickey,
1: bad. Mickey, can they just show themselves at will? Um, yeah, but one of the things
2: with Quick accidental deaths, like you're talking about a quick accidental death, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. like
2: it wasn't accidental in that it was a car accident or you know somebody shot', him. but they come under quick and accidental deaths, right That's the category I sort of lop these things into, so the way you explain that is people who die suddenly like that, like they're just walking down the hall and they drop dead
1: mm-hmm.
2: or people who commit suicide, right. This is always the hot topic, right? Yeah. And um, people who, you know, are walking down the street and there's a drive-by shooting and they get hit by a stray bullet that's not meant for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Those yeah. kind of incidents. So quick and accidental deaths, like a quick death with a suicide is somebody jumps off a chair and hangs himself or, right. you know, somebody takes an overdose of pills and goes to sleep and they never wake up again. And those are the kind of people that don't quite realize their dad for a while.
1: Oh, okay.
4: Oh, that's interesting.
2: So they will atypically wander around the place where they passed,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know, at that location. And um, if they're not atypically wandering around there, they'll wander around the house where they were.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Because yeah.
2: they go so unexpectedly, there's no lead up to their death. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. If they go so fast. Like I had that same thing that you're describing happened to a doctor of mine years ago and I mean he was at work at Mount Sinai Hospital in Toronto and walking down the hallway and dropped dead in the middle of the hallway with another doctor beside him wow and they couldn't save him wow and and this guy was like 45 years old Mr. Health Freak not overweight non-smoker non-drinker all the things that we strive to be
1: and so he was in shock that this could have happened yeah
2: He just died right there, like he looked at his friend and boom, hit the floor dead. And so he he haunted the the hall? And I remember after that, you know, being back at the hospital, because everybody loved this guy. He was such an amazing guy. He was a specialist. He was fantastic. You know, he made so many people's lives good. And, uh, you know, I remember saying to the nurses, gee, I really miss him. I like the new doctor, but I really miss him. Right. And, you know, nobody can replace this guy. He just had such a wonderful way with people and making them feel good. And uh, he was also a guy that, you know, was um, well-respected. And I, she said, you know, the nurse said to me, you know, I think I've seen him walking in the hall more than once. Yeah. And this was his nurse in his office. Oh, okay. And other wow. people had said that they, had thought they saw him in the hospital on the floor where he died. So it's kind of like they don't realize they're dead necessarily right away. And sometimes they can get stuck until somebody like me comes along and says, okay, there's that door. You're leaving.
1: Right, right. Wow, that's pretty cool.
2: But most of the time it's very temporary. Like you might see them hanging around for a while because they keep wanting to come back and convince themselves that they're still alive. And then they finally get it. And they just, you don't see them no more.
1: Well, let's bring Margaret on. Margaret. Margaret. Thanks for hanging yes. in there. No problem. Hi Mickey. Hi. Now, I know you? that I know you had a ghost story, but did you have let's do your question first. <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of ghost stories. Um I Mickey, I had a
7: <laughs> I actually do come from England myself, but I'm not living there. I'm living in Canada now, but uh, I come from Norwich, about uh, 200 miles outside of London. I don't know if David's on the line, but anyways, I don't know uh, that.
10: the canaries. Yeah, there you go. The canaries.
7: That's right. That's at right. Norwich City Canaries for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Mickey, my more concern is—I guess I'm being a little bit selfish in this question—is more about myself. I've had a kind of a rough year mm-hmm. with my okay. health, and I and I want to know where my future is. Like, where where am I going with this with my health? When's your birthday, honey? June eighth, nineteen sixty.
2: You should see improvements in your health later this year for summer. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay.
6: <laughs> it's like been a your, rough year. Your struggles
2: so. have been, like, overwhelming. Yes. For over a year now. Yes. Yes. And, and you're kind of getting to a point where you're
7: feeling better but not perfect yet. Yeah. Like frustration. I'm I'm, I'm frustrated. Does that make a good word? I yeah, guess? it makes total yeah. sense. I, yeah. I feel
2: like you're you're feeling better, but you're not perfect. Like, you're sort of wavering around that 55%, 60% mark. Correct, yeah. And you want to break
7: through and be okay again. Right. And right? I keep, Nikki, looking for validation from my father. Like, I keep looking for him to give me signs. Does that make sense? He's yeah, but
2: you know what? You know what? You don't necessarily need validation from him. Mm -hmm. anymore
7: you need to
3: trust
2: and believe that you're going to continue to progress
7: okay perfect and I've got uh, grandchildren coming, got any predictions of girls, boys how Um, many you got on the way now well, I've got uh, all three of my children are pregnant, a son, two daughters.
4: <laughs> <laughs> one is, you're you're <laughs> one not is having expecting, grandchildren
7: coming. You're opening a, 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 a daycare. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess. And one of them is actually expecting twins. So um, it's uh, a twin. Yes. What's the name and the birth date of the twin mama? Um, Michelle is her name. Uh-huh. And she is um, May, May okay. 16th. 1985. Did she get the sex of her baby's check yet? Yeah. No, she has not. Do you
2: want her to hear this on the air? (laughs) Yes. I think they're going to be
1: split. Ah, like mine. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, I
2: think they're going to duplicate somebody in the family. Okay. And they're going to be like one of
3: each hers. Yay. That's great news, Mickey.
2: Yeah, yes. The babies are healthy. One good thing is everybody you have that's pregnant now is doing well. Yes, they are.
7: Oh, like that's nobody's fabulous. Nobody's sick,
2: nobody's in distress of, you know, a miscarriage or losing a baby or anything like Perfect. that. Perfect. Who's baby this, mama this, this we two?
7: Goodness. Uh, my daughter is mm-hmm. um, Melissa, and mm-hmm. she is February 24th, 1983. Does she know her baby sex? No. I think she's got a girl. Yay! She'd love Yay. to hear that. She has a boy right now, so that would be fantastic. I think but she's got a girl because her pregnancy is completely different this time. It is. Does she get sick in the afternoon? Yes. I think she's got a girl. Yes. Nice. Congratulations. And then my my son is, we do know the sex of my son.
1: We are going okay. to break in, in 30 okay. seconds. <laughs> No should problem. We, should we all hold our breath and wait and see what her son's having? Come back with another baby.
7: Uh, <laughs> thank you.
1: Uh, great reading. That's really happy news. Very happy yes, news. Yes, it is. Frankie, that's fantastic news. Oh, good. I'm so glad that you were able to get that validation and know that you're going to feel better. That makes me so happy. Yes. Everybody stick Absolutely. around. Maybe we'll find out what, what her son is having when we come back from <laughs> break. Take care.
0: We're just getting warmed up. Frankie Cents and more will be right back after we pay the bills.
9: February is National Chocolate Month. Historians say the Aztecs discovered chocolate 3,100 years ago, and it was revered to the point of worship. The word chocolate comes from the Aztec word chocolato, which referred to the bitter spicy drink the Aztecs made from the cacao beans. The first chocolate bar was invented in 1847 by Joseph Fry. Did you know that it takes one year for a cacao tree to produce enough pods to make ten chocolate bars? The scientific name for the tree that chocolate comes from, Theogroma cacao, means food of the gods. Man cannot live by chocolate alone, but we women sure can. Personally, I could give up chocolate, but I'm not a quitter.
0: It's Marginaloo.
9: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. It's words you
0: never heard.
9: How would you like to put a little razzle-dazzle and bling into your summer vacation? A woman from Colorado found the Crater of Diamonds State Park on an Arkansas highway map and decided to check it out. In the Crater of Diamonds State Park, visitors can dig for diamonds and other precious stones and are allowed to keep whatever they find. Bobby Oscarson was doing just that in a muddy area known as the pig pen when she was gobsmacked to find a glistening white diamond half the size of a quarter. Shaped like an icicle, the 8.5-carat gem was enough to make any Flapidocia proud. Finding a diamond is any macabre's dream. Those are people who come up with elaborate schemes for making or finding money.
0: It's merging.
9: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Variaptic Surgery Center of Dallas.
1: And we're back with with Mickey, the number one psychic in North America. Margaret just found out that her one daughter is going to have a boy and a girl twins. Her other daughter will be having a girl. And we're waiting to see what her son is having. I don't know if you want to give that prediction or not. Do you want to know? You already know, you said. But we don't know. Yes, I already know. That's right.
7: <laughs> so it'll be okay, really quick, Mickey. His, uh, what, his name is Michael. Name
2: the the mother of the third Kalia. Year,
7: Kalia her is there. her name. Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. It's 8... What are we in right now, January? It's February 13th. Oh, wow.
2: Did they tell them they were having a boy? No. They told them they were having
7: a girl? Yes. Although they'd love a boy.
1: (laughs) They had a girl.
7: They have a girl right now, yes.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
7: That be I mean, fantastic? I don't know
2: why I'm sensing a boy around them. Maybe I'm picking it up more because she really wants a boy. Yes. Is she kind of hoping
7: that the ultrasound is wrong? <laughs> um mm-hmm. she has not verbally said that to me. They're actually quite thrilled that it's a girl and have decorated the room as a girl, so that would be even
1: <laughs> more wow. of a shocker. That'd be near it's funny because, you know, when you go get when you have an ultrasound, and, and I know with, with yep. Anthony, whose birthday is today, happy birthday again. Um, yes. He had five ultrasounds to find out what he was, and they never did find out. They couldn't really? tell. Yeah, it was always hidden. His mm-hmm. wee wee mm-hmm. was wow. always hidden. They always, you know, and they, <laughs> couldn't, they couldn't, you know, confirm it. And then, you know, when he came out, he was a boy. So,
7: there you go.
1: You never know. <laughs>
2: you know, maybe like I'm getting 30, more of her wishful years thinking years. than her reality because be, really wanted could a boy, be. right?
1: Or her husband's wishful thinking, maybe.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I would like to see a second ultrasound there to be sure, and I'm not trying to say, like, I'm perfect. None of us are 100%. Right. But uh, I'm willing to admit that there are times I'm wrong about things, but I'll give you the Mm -hmm. damn best 98 to 99 that I can. But I don't know why I keep getting a boy off those
7: two. Wow! Ah, there you go. You never know, right?
2: Fifty Maybe fifty.
1: One's there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks, Margaret. Yeah. Thanks.
7: Thank you so much, Frankie. Thank you for including me in your show,
1: and it's nice uh, talking to you, Mickey. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good time. Take Thank care. You. All right. Bye bye now. So we have Angela online, do we? Hello. How are you? Hi, Angela. How are you doing?
3: I'm good, thanks. How are
1: you? Good. Do you have a question for Mickey? Yes, I was wondering,
3: the man that I'm currently seeing right now in between, I was wondering if he's the one for me.
1: I I can't hear what you're saying. Is the man that she's seeing right now the one for her? Okay, what's her guy's name? Shiraz. Did you say Shirelle? Shiraz was the one. Oh, Shiraz. Okay, your birthday, his birthday.
3: I'm September 3rd, and he's also with He's October 3rd? Yes. Okay. Um,
2: this is going to last for a while, but it's not going to last forever. Okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, you may feel like it's going to be something that's going to carry on for a long, long time, like a lifetime, because it's not brand new, and I do think it has some longevity, but I can't see you spending the next 40 years with this person.
1: Okay. Are you hoping to? Um, I'm kind of like just going with say
3: Whatever happens, I know there's a plan for me. So.
1: Okay. Yeah, i was just curious. <laughs> okay. Did you have another question that you wanted? I I do. You know, I was wondering
3: in terms of my career. What do you feel for me? I, I'm sorry,
2: I can't hear her, Frank. Do
1: you? Um, she asked if you if you had any um, ideas about her career. Did you, is there anything coming up for her? Her. Like in terms of a new job,
2: is
3: that what she's asking? Yeah, or what sort of direction do you see me taking?
1: What direction do you see her taking?
2: Well, I mean, in career for her overall, like spanning the rest of her, like her future for the next five years, um, I see growth and more growth. I mean, I don't think career is ever going to be an area of concern for her Mm -hmm. because she knows how to work, Right.
4: Mm-hmm. and,
2: um, you know, she'll soak up all the knowledge that she has to along the way. Like some people might think she's not really pushing hard for, you know, exploding in the career market right now, but she is working towards her goals, right? And they are mm-hmm. on track. So when you're looking at career aspects, like, and I'm looking five years down the road, I, I see growth. I don't see standing still. Okay. And that's good. When you have that in your destiny, in your future, because she's looking, like, for an open perspective, right, on the direction of where she's going, um, it, it's always good to have somebody who you know will always have growth. If I had to say, hey, two things I'd like you to watch in life, one would be more relationships, career, I would never be terribly worried.
1: That's good news. Okay. You kind know, of. Cause <laughs> you... I'm sorry? <coughs> The phone is very garbly. You sound like you're underwater. That's why it's hard to hear. Oh,
3: okay. Wait, let me change that. Is that a little bit better? Much better. Okay, perfect. Um, Yeah, I'm excited about that. I don't have to worry about work. So I guess just enjoy Mm it. Yeah, just enjoy the ride. I
2: mean, you know, as long as you keep your eyes on the prize, you will usually accomplish anything you want to. A lot of people don't have that. It's sort of a hidden gift.
1: That's good news.
2: And you sort of have to use it or you lose it. What
1: are you working towards now?
3: I'm currently just trying to save up money to either buy a house or do some traveling. I'm kind of not sure exactly where I want to go, but I know buying a house will be using security.
1: Okay, so yeah, that would be a great move.
2: That'll bring you more money than you're having your money invested right now. Exactly. Cause it's like, yeah, exactly. See the business brain at work there. Do you see that? that?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> at that age, I want to buy a house. Okay. Yeah. See yeah. the business brain at work. You are worried about career there? No, no. I'd be more worried about judgment <laughs> and boyfriends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. It. I'll, I'll, I love I'll it.
3: switch my energy that way.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Angela. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, is Olivia there? Do we have yes, Olivia online? Here. Hello. Olivia, yeah. hi. Hi. How are you? Great, thank
3: you. Good. Do you have um, a question? So, Yeah, I have the exact same two questions that Angela had. Really? Yeah. So what? Career and love.
1: Okay, so you want to know if your love is coming or if you've already met him? What um, do you want to know?
3: If, if, if the guy that I'm seeing right now is right for me.
2: I'm having trouble hearing her, too. Can you is, is the guy question? that she's
1: seeing right now is, good for her or it for her? Okay, her guy's name? Chris.
2: And your birthday and his? May 26th is
3: mine and March ninth is his. That's actually
2: a good combination. Are you happy with this guy? Yes, I am. Um, he's thinking future with you. Yes. You know, long-term future, committed future, right? Yes, yes, yes. And I think you have uh, opposite talents that work well together. And when I talk about talents, I'm not talking like singing and dancing and you know performing. I'm talking about you know like you're very grounded and very stable. And did anybody ever tell you that you are going to make a lot of money in your life? That I'm what, right? Going to make a lot make of money a in your lot life. Of money.
3: In your um, life. no, just I, you. I feel that I am
2: just you. We're talking about just you, not you as part of a team with your guy.
1: I okay. Just you, but, not part of the, not as a couple, but you no, are going to yes, make a no, lot of money.
2: Me. Yeah. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. going to make a lot of money in your life. You're not going to see the best of it till you're in your late thirties. It'll just come like an explosion, but you'll have money. Wow. You'll never be without money and it'll be your own money. Wow. So if anything ever, like, and the the guy that you're with right now, he's sort of like on the same page of, you know, being successful as you are, right? Um, yes. Yeah, so you can be a great money-making team together. But you know how some women, they always make less money than their spouses or their boyfriends or whatever, and then a crisis happens and the guy dies and they're broke and they have nothing? That will never yeah. happen to you, ever.
3: Wow.
1: Trust. Is he going to use I, her I money? I
7: about myself. Sorry?
1: Is he going to use her money? Use her for her money? No. Okay. No. And and so then your other question was about your career? Uh, About career, yes. What specifically about your Um, career? What direction,
2: like if I'm on the right path or...
1: Where are you working now, honey?
3: I work in a restaurant right now.
1: But that's not your career.
3: That's not my career. So that's not what I want to do, obviously, for the rest of my life. But
1: Well, tell her what, you, what your plan is, and then she can tell you. Well, policing. Policing? Yes.
2: I like it for you, but if you had asked me to pick when you were in high school and going to university or college, I would have rather made you a lawyer.
3: <laughs> that is too funny. Yes, and I'll tell you why so I would have rather
2: made you a lawyer. You can argue like hell.
4: You you're got stubborn
2: it. as hell people can't budge you unless you want to move and you're smart and you're quick
1: mickey mickey mm-hmm? meet my daughter olivia <laughs> hi olivia <laughs>
3: hi she was <laughs> but she was funny because my mom told me to go to law school
1: yeah you absolutely okay. should have and she can well she was like, just offered to go too. to law school
2: you absolutely should. I, I think you'd have a great career in police and you become a detective and a sergeant and all those kind of things. But I think you would become frustrated. Like you'd get bored. Really? Yeah. I think if you were a lawyer, you'd never get bored because it would always be the joy of the kill. Like you'd that always be winning. So <laughs>
3: yeah. And you'd be so Wow. Well, money. Thank you very much. Yeah. Fun well, to think about. Out, yeah.
1: Thank yeah, you, girls. definitely true.
3: Okay. bye. We appreciate it. Thanks.
1: You're welcome. That's so funny. Karina, Karina, our producer, she wants to ask one big question. Go ahead, Karina. What's your question?
3: Hello. Um, My question is, um, do you see any kind of love interest coming soon for me?
2: Like you're looking for something new?
3: Yes. Or Or actually heard something. Um, It's (laughs) 1106, 1990.
2: You know what? Your best time is, like, your best. Like, love goes in cycles around people, right?
4: Uh Uh-huh.
2: And it depends on what year you're in. And, like, I'm not an astrologer, so when I ask people their birth date, it just helps me look backwards at their life and forwards faster. Uh Uh-huh. You know? Um, I don't even know how to read a chart in astrology, to be honest with you. Um, uh Love comes in cycles. Okay. Spring is a good cycle for you. And I'm talking spring by the lunar calendar, not by... The regular calendar. True. So spring is like April, May, June. Okay. Because you like that weather. It sort of wakes you up. This is true.
1: I'm going to have Summer to break you for one you. minute. I have to break you for one minute. We have to go. Thank you so much, Mickey, for being my guest. We'll continue on with Karina right after the show. But thank you very, very much that you're at the end of the show. It went so fast. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. It's Thanks crazy. Thanks to everybody we'll who listened. We'll be back with Mickey again in the near future. Take care. <laughs>
4: Now you be the one way to turn my world Should I you be the one way to make me smile